Welcome, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one audio source for Harry Potter news, theories, discussion, as well as info straight from the makers of the books and films themselves, like me, Matt Lewis. I play Neville Longbottom in the Harry Potter films, and I'm very happy to be here helping introduce your hosts, the Pottercast trio, Melissa, John, and Sue. Trying to go by this week without Melissa, it's Pottercast 80. The Big J and the lovely lady Sue. Hello! Melissa is off being a rock star with yeah. the various rocking, wizarding rock bands, Harry and the Potters, and um, the whole gang out there yeah. mm-hmm. in uh, Toronto, I think, isn't she, Sue? She was in Toronto. I think now she's in Montreal, maybe, too. Oh, my too. gosh. Yeah, I know. She's traveling. All those crazy Canadian places. That's awesome. It is beautiful. Well, we've got um, a pretty awesome show this week, I have to say, regardless, even if this is one of those shows without Miss Molest, we have loads of information about the new Harry Potter film, Order of the Phoenix, due out in July. Mm-hmm. Lots. We ha- and lots. We have probably so much that you're about ready to hear the return of the Pottercast world-famous spoiler warning. Uh-oh. Because uh, if, many, if uh, any of you have not been on Leaky lately to hear about um, there was a screening of the film recently in Chicago. About a week ago, wasn't it, Sue? Yeah, just about a week ago. By the time you all hear it, it'll be just a little over a week. That's true. Just a, just a bit over a week. And um, we have a interview with somebody who was in attendance to the screening. His name is Carlos, a real cool cat. <laughs> and um, we're going to get to that shortly after the news and shortly after a word from our awesomely cool friends at Borders. Take it, Sue. Today's Pottercast is brought to you by Borders. Coming this spring, Borders is offering an exclusive 2008 Harry Potter wall calendar featuring images chosen by our customers, loyal Harry Potter fans like you. Vote for the pictures you'd like to see in this exciting calendar. Simply click on the Borders banner at the top of the Pottercast website. Also, be sure to reserve Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows at Borders. It will be 40% off and you'll get a free sticker. Choose from Trust Snape. Or Snape is a very bad man. <laughs> Hurry in. They're only available at Borders. Uh, I totally want a bunch of those stickers. <laughs> I do, too. I wonder if they would just give it to us because <laughs> we're in both at the same time, you know? <laughs> oh, it's so awesome. What's that? What's a wall calendar they're making? It sounds pretty neat. Yes, it is. It's really cool. They have a, um, a bunch of pictures from like all di- all the movies, and they even have some from Order of the Phoenix too. And then you can choose. You are allowed to vote for five. You're allowed to vote as much as you want. But um, they're from the movies. Yes, there's they're, they're big stills from the movies, and they're going to put them in the in their special calendar that they're making. Very cool. But you're allowed to pick which one you want. So I mean, there's some really cool ones, and there's some ones that are you know typical. But sure, sure. I mean, but. My favorite one, I gotta admit, is the one of Snape when he's the Bogart Snape and he's dressed oh, and, like, yeah. you know, Neville's grandmother. <laughs> Do they have any of the Whomping Willow? No. Sorry. Rats. Someone should just make a suggestion. <laughs> you, why do you like the Willow? <laughs> the Willow thing? is pretty hardcore, I have to say. Yeah. Pretty violent. It is. You know, I like that part in the game. This is completely random, but I just like that part <laughs> in the game, too, when they when they it's the Whomping Willow. It's fun. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so. 
But yes, we we do have news. So we have some news. So yeah, there's there's a little bit of news. Suze, you want to take away with some news? Yeah, I'll do it. All right, let's hear some news. An early screening of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix tops our news this week as a select group in Chicago were treated to an early look at the fifth Harry Potter film. TLC was able to bring you a very detailed and revealing look at the newest movie, and you will hear much more from the gentleman who attended this screening later on in our show. You can also read his review by clicking on leakynews.com. In other film-related news now, Variety is reporting that Order of the Phoenix will be available to many fans worldwide this summer, as Warner Brothers is planning on having the film shown on over 10,000 movie screens everywhere. Actress Emma Watson, who plays Hermione Granger, of course, has donated several autographed items from the world of Harry Potter for a charity auction which features signatures of Dan Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, and Emma herself. There's also a special tote bag given to members of the fifth Harry Potter movie. You can find more information and links for this auction, which runs until March 15th via our website. Actors Dan Radcliffe, Alan Rickman, Jason Isaacs, and John Hurt are all taking part of a new effort in the UK to help students learn more about the ins and outs of movie making and of films. Several of the actors will also be appearing in some of the schools in the UK as part of an effort known as Film Club. Finally, there are some more NECA toy reviews and previews now online, detailing the new action figures due this summer tied in with release of the fifth Harry Potter movie. Also, our friends at Borders are asking Harry Potter fans to vote on images from the Potter movies to be included in a brand new 2008 wall calendar. If you would like, you can vote by clicking on the banner at the top of our page at leakingnews.com. In quick book news now, Mary Graham Prey, the illustrator of the U.S. editions of the Harry Potter novels, has donated several pieces of work to a charity auction in Florida, one being of a sketch of Harry from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And finally, voting is now open at the Nick Kids' Choice Awards, where the Harry Potter books are up for Best Book Series. Voting is open to all members of the public via nick.com, and these awards will be presented on March 31st. Well, for all of these items and much more, please click on leakynews.com, which is updated daily with your dose of all things Harry Potter. And back to the show we go. Excellent news. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> say? Yes, yes. Well, I don't know. I mean, how can you compare? We're going to have more of it coming up. But that, that screening was just... Uh, there's there's little bits and tidbits trickling in from a little bit everywhere. But uh, as we, as we oh, learned goodness. from Carlos, there's about almost 2,000 people there. I know. That's it's insane. Amazing. I've I've never been to a theater that can hold two thousand people. Well, we have like a, where I live in the Detroit area, we have these big like metroplexes, and we have one that's like it was it's almost IMAX size, but it's oh, not. Wow. The screen is you know, and it has those what they call stadium seating. So I bet it was something like that in Chicago. But yeah, my goodness, I can you imagine? You'll hear that he is kind of a su- surprise, and it's just fabulous and. But I just, I can't, I would be out of my mind if I got to see that early. Oh, man. I got to say, you know. that's pretty darn cool. Well, we're going to talk all about that. But yes. is there, what else uh, What else stuck on your mind for the news this week, Sue? Well, I, one of my f- most interesting things, because I'm a dorky Girl Scout, and I know we've all talked about this, yeah, but the summer camps are a, a dilemma because the release of Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows comes out in the middle of the summer. And yes. a lot of the kids, of course, want to go and get their books at midnight. But... Some of the summer camps are saying, you're not going out at midnight. Can't leave at camp? No. So there are a bunch of unhappy campers. Oh. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, so what are they going to do? Are they going to bring the books into the camp? Well, yeah. Some are organizing like field trips. They're like, and, and then one camp said they were going to do like to have the counselors read it out loud so oh. won't, people won't be spoiled. I'm like, oh, what man. What do you think they are? That. Stephen Fry working at the, <laughs> at the camp? 
They're not qualified to read that book. Are you kidding me? I know. You know, I mean, I can understand why, you know, because of the liability issues and responsibility, you don't, you know, because a lot of these camps are remote because I, I used to go to summer camp and I used to work at summer camps up in yeah. New Hampshire and they're, they're fairly remote and out in the woods. And so I can understand why at midnight, but still, I mean, this is, this is a huge global event. I, just, I don't know. I can't imagine like being at like a camp and like them trying to do activities around, around Harry Potter because I, I could just picture them. <laughs> You know, reading a few chapters and then, like, making right. everybody stop and making macaroni pictures about what they read. <laughs> That's because right. And you have to paint it, you exactly. know. Exactly. Yeah. Or making, like, horcruxes <laughs> from, like, two paper plates <laughs> taped together with, like, beans inside to make a little shaker right. horcruxes. That's right. You always take those. You always had those toilet paper tubes. Always had to save those in milk cartons. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was making was kaleidoscopes. <laughs> yeah. Or big wands. <laughs> Exactly. That would be cool, though. I, we could go teach that, John. Let's do yeah, it. Obviously, I've fun. never really actually been to camp. I've just, I just have many <laughs> camp stereotypes. Yes. Uh huh. But you're right, though. I just, that's, but that's funny. That'd be fun. Um, I'd make macaroni pictures about Harry Potter. Send in your best macaroni pictures <laughs> about Book Seven. <laughs> that fabulous would be prizes. Awesome. That's your that's the Pottercast blog challenge this week. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine like a, a big giant like a uh, macaroni like you know macaroni? Like, I've seen huge macaroni like mosaic painting yeah. looking things, but no, I don't mm. uh, don't overwork yourself. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it made out of Legos, but never out of macaroni before. Macaroni and glue and paper. Yeah. It's a good medium. That's amazing. Well, uh, what else? Uh, what else? The <laughs> camping people. Um, we saw um, some more uh, another NECA toy review of the the new toys that are action figures that are going to be released when the movies comes out, and we also saw some more Snape action figures. But the one toy review I have to say pointed out something about the Voldemort oh. action figure, you know, and he's got these black robes on, right? Yeah. And then they sh- they show the the Voldemort figure from the back, <laughs> and it's like blowing up, so you can kind of like see the the backside of Voldemort. You, so you can see. Like, yeah, that well, sort of. Yes, I mean you should see. I gotta this. go I'm look like... at this again. I th- I must have missed that. Well, and, and the, the thing is, they put like a a girl like laying on the floor to show the scale because these things are big, and, oh, and it looks like the girl is looking up Voldemort's. Ah, uh, no and way. It's hilarious. Yes, it does. I'm not. I know this is a family thing, but you go look at this. Like I couldn't believe. It. Oh, you have got to be kidding! <laughs> Review of the new Neca Harry Potter toys. Uh-huh. And click on the link to this guy's website, and he's got these incredible pictures. We have some of our, our in our gallery. Yeah. And you look at the one, you go scroll down, it's about midway, and there's the backside of Voldemort. You can see his pasty pale leg. and it's just, I mean, it's a bit more of Voldemort than I really, really... Oh, they have a little server error on at the moment. Oh, drastic. Are they in our galleries? Uh, yeah, we're putting them in there. So by the time it's there, so I'll be in our galleries. And uh, Oh, that's so <laughs> darn funny. Just, it's like, and the girl's like leaning back, like she's like falling in horror, like ah. <laughs> Voldemort like would totally lip. whack that girl <laughs> and look up his look up his thing. Well, Voldemort, that does he not believe in in underwear? I well, I don't know. I mean, do do dark lords worry about it? I mean, because he, he has no shoes, so he's not obviously <laughs> a fashionista. True. So he's a naturalist. Know. He is. He must be just letting it all hang out. I guess. I you guess know? so. <laughs> Well, who knows? Who knows what sort of parts that poor guy's got after that reincarnation? He's, you know, he that's through. that's the thought I really, really don't. Want to think <laughs> I, about. Don't, I don't think uh, Joe spared m- many uh, thoughts, much time for those thoughts. But it's so funny these guys that came up. I mean, they're paid a lot of money to make these figures, and they came up with with that. I just was like, well, okay. 
hilarious. <laughs> it is funny. Funny. There's one more kind of cool bit of news. Um, yeah. Dan Radcliffe, um, Alan Rickman, Jason Isaacs, and John Hurt are all supporting um, in the UK. There's this new thing called Film Club that students in the UK learn about movies and they're going to learn about the Harry Potter films and oh. they're going to go to their school. Yeah. Oh, no way. Talk, yes. That's Isn't really that cool. cool. I'd they're like to have gonna class. Come? Yes. Oh, you said, you said Dan Radcliffe, Alan, Alan Rickman, Rickman, Tony Mosley, Jason Isaacs. <laughs> What? Not, Tony Modsley? Not Tony? He's not invited? I didn't, I didn't see his name on the list. Uh, maybe uh, maybe, maybe, maybe he's going to be the special guest. The <laughs> surprise guest. Can you imagine? Oh. That would be awesome. And yeah. everyone would, you know, forget Snape. Forget <laughs> no, Rickman. Alan Rickman, what's he done? <laughs> he's overrated when you... Yeah. The likes of Tony out there. Yeah, I think so. Totally. Oh, man, we got we got to meet Mr. Mr. Modsley. You I'm just, sure you that just can probably be arranged. <laughs> I mean, imagine having class though with those guys. I think that's oh, that'd really, be unbelievable. It would be awesome. I would just, I, I mean, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd pay to be at school that day. I, I would too, because you know, I mean, a lot of times you're like, oh man, how boring. Like, Do you just, imagine those poor kids that like don't do their homework the night before that like get <laughs> in school suspensions in the principal's office while Harry Potter and Snape are in their school? Right. Exactly. I'd cry Can my you eyes out. You kind of wonder if Alan Rickman will go turn to page. Three <laughs> I know he's gonna walk in. <laughs> That would be awesome. Oh, I'd love to hear that. That would be cool. Oh, awesome. oh my goodness! But of course, the big news of the week is our, is our, from our review that we had on our website. Just had like about seven hundred comments or something. Oh my, crazy. yeah, just just a few comments. Well, that aren't. Everybody is so excited for this movie. Everybody is so excited for a July period. But yeah, for yeah. for the people who can um, put aside the. Um, anticipation for book seven uh, for a short enough time to um, think about or the phoenix film lots of lots of news from that this week and yes. uh, we have uh, an excellent informant who has uh, seen the film at the chicago screening his name is carlos and i think it's about time to pull him in here what do you say let's do it uh, uh. Warning, the following interview contains possible spoiler information on the Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix film due out in July, based on a recent review of a screening held in Chicago. If you want to avoid spoilers, please, you would be advised to go listen to another podcast now. The following views also contained do not necessarily reflect those of Pottercast nor the Leaky Cauldron. Welcome, Carlos. How you doing? I'm uh, pretty good. Uh, we got hey. we got Carlos here. Carlos has seen the Order of the Phoenix film in Chicago recently in a screening. Lucky, woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of envy going on right now on the site. <laughs> Yeah. No, it didn't cause any flurry at all. No reaction, not at no. all. No. No, <laughs> just a blip. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, um, as many of you have probably seen on on the main site, uh, we have posted um, Carlos's report of um, his reaction to seeing the film with a, f- a few other dozen hundred. I don't know how, how many people were there. Do you suppose, Carlos? It's a it's a pretty good sized theater here in downtown Chicago. It was probably about maybe two thousand people. Holy moly! Yeah, that's wow. a whole lot of people. Yes, it was. 
But, and, um, you know, uh, when we first got to the theater, the line was ridiculous. And I said, oh, no. I said, yeah. anytime somebody gives away something for free, no matter what it is. Sure. Right. <laughs> there's a line, you know. Oh, totally. And well, the, let's the, tell people, how did, sure. you, how did you get that? How did you get to, I mean, find out about this? I mean, that's so awesome. I mean, one of 2,000 people. I mean, how cool is that? How did that happen? Sure. This is how it went. Um, a cousin of mine, <clears throat> he sent me an email with a link that I should go online and register for uh, a screening that he had received uh, a, a flyer for. And we went online, you know, and just registered. And all it said was actually there were two screenings. Uh, so we registered for both of the both of the screenings, and then uh, we were all we all we had to do is bring that invite with us to the uh, screenings, and it said you know the times and the places where where the screenings would be. But for the Potter movie, we weren't told anything about it. All it said was a holiday movie. That's all it said. And <laughs> some, that's all it said. It was a surprise. So you can imagine um, when the person that kind of emceed. The, the event when he actually announced you, that we were one of the first audiences in the world to see and then of course he held it out dramatically and he yells out the new Harry Potter and then you know the place just oh. erupted oh, it was God. incredible after that I just had to sit on the edge of my seat and try to record as much as I could right well and you, and you recording your, your brain right? yes, rec- I'm yeah. sorry yes yes most definitely recording my brain because uh the whole yeah. process was we had to we had to stand in line, of course, and then they they inspected our bags. Anybody with bags, and uh, if anybody had cell phones with a camera, they made them all check them in, which was quite a hassle. Okay. You can imagine two thousand people. Oh man, yeah. the, the propensity of cell phones is, was pretty high, so everybody had to get it back in line to check phones in. Oh gosh. Oh. Well, so what did it like when I mean when the movie started? I mean, was that just like a moment? Did people like start applauding and just? Of course, go, wow. people people applauded and were really excited. And then he just like ducked off off of the front of the stage there, and and yeah. uh, he ran to the back, and right away the movie started. There were no there were no opening credits. There there were oh, okay. you know as most Potter films when they open, there's no really opening credits. It's just kind of all you see is the Warner Brothers logo. Yeah. And then right. it just fades into the movie, and that is exactly the way this one started. There was no, there was no difference, as it were. Right. It, just, there was 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 there any music though, or anything like that I either? Was um, I was, of course, I was expecting Hedwig's theme, but right. n- none of that. It was just like a small sort of a little bit of an orchestral score. I think they may have cannibalized it from the other films because oh. they had said that the the gentleman who announced the the movie he had said that of course this this is not a complete movie. It's there's a you know, there's a CGI that's not complete and the soundtrack isn't isn't the actual soundtrack that's going to be. on. Uh, okay. God, so I, we were, I mean, that really yeah. didn't detract from the experience. But I mean, you had to keep that in mind while watching the movie. Yeah. That's it's the soundtrack adds so much to these movies, especially like the opening your opening impression of it. I just remember seeing Goblet of Fire the first time and. Listening to that music come up with the Warner Brothers logo and then in the cemetery, it's like that just made the whole first minute. Funny. I agree. It was it was very eerie and, 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 and foreboding sort of uh, score. And this this like I said, this what we heard. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't bad, but you can tell it was nowhere near finished. Yeah. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Well, <sighs> Order of the Phoenix, I remember reading that book and 
I I remember reading it and thinking to myself, okay, this is what this is where the film's going to start. They're going to do this, and then the logo will come up, and then I I could just I could visualize it in my head and how I would have have done the movie, and and that would have been um, I would have out of done some of the scene in the in the alley with the dementors and Harry and Dudley first and then you know probably right at that chapter break is when I would have brought up the WB logo and ah. actually dug into the movie but I see what I'm, you're saying I'm, I'm, I, don't, I don't think it went that way but uh, I'm, I'm hoping considering what we what we've known and what we've seen that there was a little bit of, of Dudley and all that stuff in the beginning of the film was that oh correct? yeah well the the movie begins like that, and uh, basically it's it's almost like a shot of the earth, and then yeah. the camera just yeah. keeps zooming in, and then you see Surrey, and uh, you hear like this buzz in the background, like radio and television, sort of uh, just kind of in the background talking oh, about right. the drought mm. and how ev- how everything is parched and whatnot, and then the they show you like the grass, the countryside, everything is like brown and like dried out. Sort of the way California yeah. looks sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow! Um, and then there's a, 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 a like a bird's eye view of a playground where um, Harry and his uh, well, actually, you just you just see Harry from the bird's eye. He's sitting on a swing, and then the next shot of, of it is like kind of a wider shot, and you see like Harry, and then of course, then Harry looks up. Because he, you know, Dudley has said something to him. So he looks up and there's Dudley. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I got to tell you, Dudley, (laughs) wait till you guys see like uh, Dudley and his gang, quote unquote gang. Yeah. Because this this little band of misanthropes is (laughs) it's it's really funny to see on screen because just they're. Just the, right. what they're wearing is is oh, no. you know Dudley's got like the the right he's got his bling his right yeah he's got his bling going yeah oh yeah. no so funny I, I I just picture one of those kids with one of those hats with a little pinwheel set oh like them that spin around <laughs> you know what I thought that that that's my that what might be what be what be in there as well but it wasn't it was totally like updated and very muggle <laughs> to oh, say the gosh. least that's so funny they weren't ipods no that i don't remember seeing anybody wearing an ipod but um i don't actually i don't even remember anybody with headphones on or anything but yeah. that would have been that would have been a nice touch they were there they were had they yeah. had yeah, absolutely be pretty funny <laughs> A little nod to the podcast. So, so did good. the movie then, from that scene, did it go, like, obviously there's Dementors in there. Were, the, were those finished? I mean, you said that the effects were done. Were those guys, the creatures, finished? Or Yeah, that that looked pretty finished. The only thing, maybe, that the the coloring on them probably wasn't completely done. You know how they do very intricate shading and, 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 sure. and, and coloring on, on, on those creatures? I mean, they were pretty much done. But but it wasn't it wasn't the way the Dementors looked in um, Ask uh, no. Prisoner Ask Really? They changed you know? it again. Yeah, Dementors the, don't change. The, the Dementors looked a little bit more skeletal Ooh. in nature, and they didn't have like the flowing robes. <gasps> no flowing robes. Oh, yeah. So they're not that, like race anymore. They're not like the ring because... race. They're more just. So what were they? They didn't have any oh. black on at all, or no? They, they looked more like if you can imagine. The I don't know if you guys remember the film um, Sinbad. Yeah, with those weird skeleton when they were fighting oh, like yes. those skeletons on that island. Oh no! Oh no! That thing's so hokey. Oh no! They got naked. No 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 no. I don't mean 
I don't mean they were hokey like that in in the in the sense that they you know but they were very skeletal like that very long elongated bones and and very just creepy because they just kind of float and then they were like sticking underneath it was really weird it's like they were because this is the scene where they run into the tunnel and they were just kind of sticking to the they were like appearing out of the from from the walls you know what i'm saying yeah they kind of came through they can go through walls well, this is what it looked like, you know, as far as my my recollection. Uh oh! Whoa! So they're naked and they can walk through walls. Yeah. Uh oh! That's a little different than Azkaban. Basically, though, to be fair, rendering cloth and especially flowing robes and things like that, you know, into that final composite may not have yeah, happened. Yeah, that's true. Yet. They, they that's, may have that is true. That is that true because that's kind of complex. <laughs> so no. Oh God! So okay, the movie goes along, and and you know the big thing is you know in the book you've read the books, correct? Right, Carlos? You've, you've yes, that's so, correct. So uh, one thing we all talk about in the fandom is is the all cap angry Harry because he was all all the time. Harry was yeah. You know, so did you sense as, as the movie went on that this Harry was was angry when you when you saw him in your scenes or he he's definitely perturbed. Yeah. Um, I won't say he's angry 100% of the time, but he's definitely working out some issues. Um, the kind of, he, he's very angsty, you know, and which I guess for, for that time of your life, when you're in adolescence like that, I mean, you're, you're, you're very prone to like be set off. And that's the way Harry kind of looked like he was on edge most of the movie. Yeah. Mm. Hey, real quick, I had a question about that Dementor scene, just because it sure. just popped into my head. As we were reading that scene, there was there's a part when uh, Harry loses his wand, and he's grabbing for it, and he's he can't see, and um, he says, uh, Lumos, and his wand lights up, but he's not touching his wand, and everybody's like, oh, did Harry do a wandless magic there? Oh. And it's like, oh, is that like a clue? Is that there on purpose? And I don't know if something that small made it into the movie. Did, did, did he ever lose his wand at any point? Uh, that does actually make it into the movie. I'll be because done. when because when he's when he's attacked, he see first he sees Dudley attacked, and he's as he's reaching for his wand. That's when the other Dementor kind of grabs him, and so oh. his wand kind of falls by the wayside, and he's reaching for it, and it, and in fact he does um, say Lumos, and it does light up. Oh my God! They added it, and I'm impressed. Wow! So that's that's impressed. really hopeful, though. I mean, for for us fans, they're they're taking this, uh, they're putting a little bit more of these details in from the book. So, did you notice any other things like that as you were watching the film? That like minor things that you might have thought, oh, they'll they'll just blow that off, and and it was in there. You know what? It's it's been about a year and a half since I read yeah. the book, yeah. and I've only read it once. Unfortunately, yeah. like most of the fandom has read it multiple yeah. times. Um, so I didn't remember, you know, specific details right. like that getting in there that I didn't that I did not think were going to be right. in the sure. make it into the movie well, in the sense that I, actually one one thing I was thinking about at the beginning uh-huh. of the movie, all I kept thinking about is like, I remember St. Mungo. Oh, right. Right. You know, yeah. and that that was something that was that was going on in my head. I said, oh, I can't wait to see what this crazy, yeah. you know, wizarding hospital looks like. And of course, it didn't make it in there. Oh, yeah. So I was kind of, I was kind of, you know, I was kind of bummed because right. of that. There was one thing. Only so much money and time in right. the world. 
to make right, these sets. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of the sets, John John was able to go to the set to the set visit and able to visit. But I had and so I wanted to get your opinion, Carlos, on what you thought of the like sets, like the man, you know, grim old place and the, the magic of or yeah. ministry of magic. Sure. The as as far as like the set design, mm-hmm. I, I I was very impressed. I mean, it, it looked. It had that feeling of like maybe like the first movie, how everything was like really, really pristine and really, really cool looking. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And the set that in, in the sense that the sets were like they weren't hokey. You know, it it was really I don't know. It was just a, it just seemed to be of a, of a higher quality than some of the other movies. It seemed like they had let that slip a little bit. And since they weren't focusing on certain aspects of the, of, of like say Hogwarts, they didn't really, you know, you didn't get that sense that like they were paying too much attention to that. Um, but in this movie you do like grim old place. Of course it's like, it's, 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 it's kind of dank and kind of dirty. And you definitely get that feeling of like, wow, this is a place no one's lived in for years. Yeah. So, so was Mama Black wow. there? Did they have her? The portraits on the wall, like Mrs. Black or Finne- Phineas Nigellus, were those portraits there, or was those the effects well, that weren't finished? Or you you see the you see the portraits, but they're covered up. Oh, okay. And then on one particular portrait, I remember there being a lot of green. There was a gr- there was a green st- green screen placeholder there. Oh. So I don't know what actually is going to be within that um, particular shot. But I'm sure it's going to be somebody sitting there. And I don't know who because it didn't there wasn't like a tag that said, you know, Phineas yeah. or there wasn't a tag that said, you know, uh, um, 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 I can't remember her Mama name. Mama Black, right Mother Black um, or, you know, Sirius's mom. Yes. I don't know what her name is, but Rob, exactly. Rob I mean, it wasn't it wasn't there, but her portrait was just covered right. because, you know, you see creature in there. Who, uh, <laughs> oh yes, creature! <laughs> who who was gonna delight a lot of people because he's uh, he's he's very mean and uh, he, he's got his ears droop a little more and he's got like a kind of a scowl on his face and uh, but he's really mean. I mean, yeah. he just the things he says are like brutal. Well, his voice is perfect. I had a chance to hear his voice recently. Mm-hmm. It is just this low drawl kind of. Oh, it's so funny. He's so grumpy. I know. It, was it was it in your report that uh, I read that um, they were able to get into Grimmauld Place with just whacking the door a few times with Moody's stick? Well, actually, Moody kind of like banged his stick on the uh, on the on the ground in front of oh, Grimmauld yeah. Place, oh. and uh, like the Bulgarian. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> like the Bulgarians with the sparks and their big sticks. <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> awesome. What what was kind of cool was was you see like the occupants of the building where Grimmauld yeah. Place is and you, oh. and the camera like you know kind of kind of shows them and, and shows them how like when it, when the building's coming apart and actually revealing Grimmauld Place it's like they're none the wiser they're just sitting there watching telly you know it was kind of funny yeah. gosh so from Grimmauld Place we travel to the Ministry for Harry's hearing correct that that is correct the biggest indoor set on a harry potter movie since the chamber and they I don't uh, think there's been a bigger one in any other movie up to that point that's a huge set yeah it, it, it had to be done on a in, in a pretty big studio because i mean the, there there's no way to cg 
what they were trying to pull off yeah. in, in the movie. Oh, sure. Um, when when they when uh, Harry's first going to his trial, it's Arthur who takes right. him. Uh-huh. And uh, they, it's funny because they 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 go by they go via the Muggle way, and yeah. uh, it's pretty it's pretty hilarious to see Arthur go through the the subway turnstile. Oh, cool! Oh, they're on the two. They put it in. Hooray! Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Oh God, we were just we were just thinking that because we were just there. <coughs> we were just there in London, and yeah. uh, we, we were with somebody who uh, who said, uh, "Oh, Arthur would." Um, well, Arthur would love these uh, these turnstiles here. He'd be going back and forth and back and forth. And well, it, it kind of is like that because uh, he just he just goes up to it and he's like he's staring at at, at the turnstile and Harry finally like takes his transit card or whatever yeah, and like the... taps taps the the top of the thing and it, then it, oh. it you know it gives him gives him entry and he's like I love he said something about I love the this Muggle way or something oh. something to that effect it was pretty endearing though they had the oyster cards. That's so funny. I was oh uh, no, you Ockers will know what that is. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, cool. So they take the tubes, they go to the ministry, and actually we, they go in through like the the Muggle entrance of the ministry. Was it the phone was, booth? Yep. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Very good. The phone booth was pretty sweet. Cool. That's very cool. And there's there's lots of. You said the Muggle entrance. There's other ways to get into the ministry. Um, we, we've read there's, you know, all the fireplaces, and all that yes. stuff. Yes, and you and you see that you see that both when because the time of of day that they're that they go to the ministry, it seems to be like quote unquote rush hour. So you oh, see cool. like it's almost like when you see those scenes of people going into the Pentagon. Yeah. Early in the morning, you know, it's it's a, it's a mad rush of people just just going through and getting to their departments or whatever. And you see some people arri- arriving via flu. So there, there's there's all these fireplaces and people just boom, they're just you know a- appearing through. So when you're going through the, this this amazing scene and you see, and then the, then things start to get a little more serious and then we meet miss umbridge how when you saw her pinkness was she was she the pink woman that you with her little voice her little Ah, okay when you first see umbridge you see her at harry's trial she's not wearing and and you don't really see her in pink because she's wearing like one of these sort of whatever justice type Uh robes um so you don't see her actual pinkness Until the first day at Hogwarts in in the main hall, yeah. in the great hall, I should say. But do you hear a voice? I mean, it's, does it have that? You know, I'm mean, described as that sickly yes. sweet voice. And y- yes, because she, the first thing, of course, you know, they're going on and on with these proceedings, and of course, she adds her ahem, <laughs> and it's so high pitched, I I can't even attempt to get close to there <laughs> where she was doing it. But it's it's so high pitched, and it's you just everybody just kind of like cranes their neck at her, and it's like, who the hell is yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I remember how how she was written originally is it makes her sound is, um it's very very mm-hmm. eerie because she doesn't really speak up or anything much like she was just like this shadowy kind of person next to um next next to Fudge there and just kind of looking very calculating and just kind of looking at the scene and. It's like you, you you don't really know what's up with this person. Then you find out it's Umbridge, and then you find out that she's you know a bag, the bad sort, and it it's really interesting. 
how uh, how she's just kind of very you know calculating and then realizing that she is the one that sent the dementors after Harry too. Yeah. Mhm. But um so the tr- you, they had trials in there um such a cool scene. I know cuz Arabella Fig's but, there, uh, Miss Fig. When, 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 was she in her like little <coughs> her little slippers did she Yes. You, would- you actually see uh you actually see Miss Fig right after Harry knocks out the dementors. And she oh, kind yeah. of introduces herself to uh-huh. Harry a little bit, and she kind of walks back with her and with uh, him and Dudley, and back to you know uh, uh, for private drive. Yeah. And uh, at right before she goes away, as it were, right before she goes to to her mm-hmm. house, which is across the way from from Harry and Dudley. Um, she says, did you really think she says something to the effect of, did you really think Dumbledore would would leave you here alone? You know, he told me to watch uh-huh. you. Aww. And uh, so then she says, get inside, you know, as soon as you can. And so they they get they go inside and then you're treated to a really hilarious scene with, uh, you know, the Dursleys yeah. who are suffering, of course, the effects of the heat wave. So if you can oh, imagine. Sweaty. You know, Dursleys. If, you, if you can, if you can imagine, you know. Uncle Vernon and Aunt Petunia in like shorts. So go oh, for awesome. it, you know. <laughs> so, so were there cats though? That's this is perfect. the big thing because there's a big, you know, little sub. Yes, there were. Okay, cool. See, I like this. This is important. <laughs> Very cool. You know, I, I know we could go through every scene, but I just want to talk to you. Know, we were talking about Umbridge and the, sure. and the actors because there's a lot of new actors in this film, and 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 and, and, and sure. Umbridge has a very important part in this movie. I mean, how did you feel about her performance when you're watching her? I mean, did it? Did you just? Was she stand out as? I mean, just seemed to be you were pretty positive about her. Yeah, I, I thought you know because once once I knew who she was, mm-hmm. I mean, I knew who she was as soon as she said "ahem," you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. once once you see her and you're like, you get past the fact that it's you know Imelda Staunton, right. you just have to say to yourself. You know, I'm, I was watching the performance and I said, you know, wow, she's really, really good because she's not playing it like over the top. She's she's playing it with, like I said, in some, you know, in some of my posts, I said she's she's like the evil just kind of like bubbles up now and again right. in the sense that it's it's always there. But it's it's just it's just on, it's just about to break, you know, the surface tension. But it's like right there on, on the edge. And in any second, you know, she can snap. Right. And that's the way she played it the whole film. You know, she's just like always like ready to to to, to yell at somebody to snap. And, and then, of course, and then she turns it right back down and she's like back to her, her, yeah. you know, sort of like quasi quasi nice yeah. self, as it were. Do you, do you know what, yeah. I mean, what I mean? Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. And she's got some of the best interactions. Um, the the stuff that that she brings out of some of our favorite characters like Dumbledore and Harry and even Professor McGonagall. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. In the books is some of the most, you know, hilarious character interactions up to that point. And, and is that, um, did, does she have any moments with like Professor McGonagall? Well, and, uh, she, she has a pretty big scene with Professor McGonagall. Um, actually two, one where they're arguing on us on the steps is, is one that I remember. Uh, unfortunately, 
for right now, I, I honestly don't remember the context of that argument. What, was that the Trelawney um, scene when they were when she was sacking Trelawney? You know, Professor Trelawney. They tried to fire her, and, and Emma Thompson is so brilliant as as Trelawney. Was was that the scene they were fighting, or is this the um, the, the that actually occurs outside? Oh, it does. Okay, that occurs. Yeah, that occurs in the little courtyard outside because, in effect, she sacked Trelawney, mm-hmm. and of course, she's had all her things brought to the courtyard so she could be, you know, dispatched or whatever. And then, um, so she's having a few words with Minerva there. And then Dumbledore comes out and says, you know, uh, I, I, I do, I do give up the, you know, I give you the right that you could, you could dispatch her as a teacher, but I, 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 as you know, I don't give you the right to kick her off Hogwarts grounds. So she has her things taken back to her, to her, uh, you know, wherever she stays at her apartment in 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 uh on hogwarts grounds uh, yeah because i was looking forward to that because uh, emma thompson is another equally brilliant if not i mean she's just a fabulous actress and i was really anticipating that scene a moat because i just thought it could just be so because there's just i mean between maggie smith was there and and dumbledore and you know and oh, just i just thought it could be if i have to say it's quite heart-wrenching is it really wow because oh yeah because emma plays it like she's been sacked yeah. you know and she this is like her whole life there yeah. do you know right. what i mean and and you get the sense like what am i gonna she's like she's wondering what am i gonna do now you know right and you get that sense from from her portrayal and and it's a really really you know Aww. she obviously like you said you know she's a really great actress right. and and her performance is you know always gonna yeah. be great yeah. you know she's 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 just flawless, you know. Speak. Oh, I, I, I hate to keep asking about the actors, but there's one other f- no, no, fabulous ahead. actor in this movie, and his part becomes more key as the books go along, and that is Alan Rickman's Severus Snape. How? Oh, I thought we were going with. Jason. Well, I was going to do him, but save him for last. I savor him, <laughs> but you know, but okay. uh, you know, I mean, those 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 occumently occumently occumency scenes. How how are those done? Occumency. Someone said, I don't know. How were those scenes? Were those were those were there menacing? I mean, were there just you know? I mean, how was those? The scenes, they're the way they're 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 portrayed on the screen is what you see is basically sort of like flashbacks um, because what what it is is, is Snape is doing it to Harry and he's. So he can see, I guess he's he's delving into Harry's mind, into his memories, mm. and what he sees is like, you know, there's snippets of of some of the other movies, oh. and there's snippets of things that have just happened in this movie. Really, and but they're all but they're all taken from like the camera you see. Of course, is is the view you see from the camera is like Harry's eyes, his view of of things that have gone on. Cool. Well, and and uh, I I think wasn't it you who was saying in your report that. Uh, they don't really use the pensive. That's correct. They don't. I guess. I mean, well, we have we know. have seen the pensive. We we've seen it before, arguably. But I mean, it would have added an extra five minutes here and there to get into the pensive to watch him put stuff into the pensive and to realize. I agree hey, with we're you. In the I, I thought I, I didn't understand the, the reasoning of it being gone because we had been introduced to it before. Yeah. As a magical device, but mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason, maybe they just didn't need feel the need to show it that way. It's, it's just a time thing, because yeah. you can jump right into a flashback, and you realize, hey, this is a flashback, here's the haze. But Well, that's what happens. There, what happens is Harry and Snape are arguing, 
uh, you know, about the lessons. And, and, and Snape takes the tone throughout this movie sort of like Harry's drill sergeant. Okay. And, of course, he, he wants him to do well, but he's like, you know, of course, you know, he's, he's, he's amping it up and he's yelling at him. He's like, well, you know, if you say you can do it, come on, do it. And then, yeah. and then Harry does. <laughs> and he goes into that, that really bad memory of Snape's. And, and then, of course, Alan Rickman is all flustered and, and really mad at Harry. And he's just like throwing papers and stuff. And as he's throwing him out of his office, get out, you know. <laughs> That's awesome. And that, but that really changes that really changes the whole thing because, yeah, you know, in the book, it's like Harry, you know, is being accused of sneaking around and snooping into the pensive when he shouldn't have. But this was it was totally invited upon him. Then it's like, sure, you want to, you want to. You know, he's Snape is pretty much saying, do this, you know. Let let, let me see. Yeah, how, but how I don't think he. Do I don't think he knew he was going to go after that particular memory. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, you know, I mean, I don't know how much control you can have over what you're digging for, especially if you don't I agree know what's there to look for. Maybe it's so. what's what's floating around in that person's subconscious. Yeah, definitely. Uh, speaking of memories, the one the fans are quite keen on are the, the is the flashback of the young Marauders. I mean, did, how, how were you happy with that as as a fan? I mean, as a person who read the book, were you happy with the way they they that came across? I mean, not really. Really, I'll be honest yeah. with you. I, I thought, from from my recollection of reading the book, I thought that there, there would be much more detail, and you would see, like, Lily trying to defend Snape. You didn't see that at all. Mm. Um, you know, it's a very, very short scene, unfortunately, you know? It's just, all you see is, like, Snape kind of sitting on the grass, huh. and uh, then, you know, the young marauders come in to taunt him, as it were. And it's it's then you just see Snape up in the tree. <laughs> Wait a second. So we don't see Harry's mom at all? <laughs> we don't uh, see You know what? If she's there, she's she's there as maybe window dressing, but oh. she, she does not have an active role in the scene. What a bummer. And like I said, you know, like I've told people in the, in the comments boards and stuff, I said, you know, this is a rough cut. There may be more scenes that yeah. they cut out. They might, they might add something. I don't know. I want her to be there and really cute. You know, I I thought, you know, I always thought when I was reading the books that that kind of showed, you know, Lily was kind of altruistic. And I thought some of that wound up in Harry. Do you know what I mean? And I figured that maybe they want to show that connection between the two. But I guess they didn't. But but they just given the shaft to the redhead girls in these movies, because I heard that we don't see much of Jenny either. But but is that true? Yeah, it's Lily though. Lily's in the in the flashback of the original order in that picture scene, right? When when Moody shows him or Sirius shows Harry the the photo of the original order is is Lily and James in that? I think yes. Yes, they are. As are the uh, the Neville uh, the Longbottoms. Oh, see, that's very powerful to me. I mean, I just think that's whoa. And they actually make a point of focusing on the Longbottoms. Well, obviously, then there's Death Eaters come in, and and another. I, I just what, we're talking about Jason Isaacs, obviously, can, and Bellatrix Lestrange is played by Helena Bonham Carter. So, how was she? Was she just as evil, or Bella? Uh, she was as over the top as you probably may have imagined the character. Really? Mm. And yeah, she's she's like rah, you know, <laughs> she's not she's not a she's not she's she's not playing it subdued at all. Oh man. It's not like cartoony, is she? No, it's not cartoony, but 
the, when she initially breaks out of Azkaban, it's it's pretty it's pretty brutal. Wait, they they show the actual breakout? Yes, they do. Oh. I I think if I'm not mistaken, I think they show the breakout via a page in the uh the Daily Prophet. The Daily Prophet. Interesting. <coughs> With a bunch of naked dementors running around. <laughs> Walking through walls. No, they look like normal dementors from my recollection. Nor- oh, that's good. Well, then I'm sure that they're just haven't finished the dementor in the beginning. I wanted to ask about Bellatrix. Then you had mentioned the long bottoms. Is there a moment when Neville recognizes or knows who Bellatrix is? I mean, when she does she encounter well, him? There's a scene where Bellatrix recognizes Neville. Oh, okay. And she gives him a look, and she 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 hisses something at him. Uh, not something to the effect of "I'm gonna I'm gonna get you," you know. Mm. And I thought that was pretty pretty peculiar for, of course, to her for her to have recognized him as as Neville yeah. and uh, <laughs> to single him out, as it were. Who else was I wondering about? Well, let's look. What about um, our friend Ivana? <laughs> Ivana Lynch. Yeah. Oh, she's incredible. That's awesome. That's, I've been hearing that a lot too. It's just everybody she's, loves. Everybody she's so she's so kooky. You just you just want to see her on screen more and more because her lines and her delivery is just like you don't even know if she's like actually talking to Harry sometimes I swear like I mentioned this in a post I said there are things that she says that you don't know if she's talking to herself or is she actually acknowledging that Harry's there with her Oh that's so awesome That's so awesome So and they're called thestrals. Yes. And uh, we we can't do this interview or people will howl. We have to ask about the dreaded kiss, the snog scene with Cho and and Harry. Ah, um, of course. How, how could, <laughs> it, it would be it would be remiss of us yes. not to mention the snog. <laughs> um it it is it comes at a point where you you totally know what's going to happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because she kind of the, the the DA lessons are over. And she kind of is just hanging back and you can tell she wants to talk to Harry or whatever. And of course, everybody's looking at Harry like the the twins look at Harry and they're like, "Okay, I guess we better leave, you know, and then Ron and Hermione leave. But of course, they're like they're looking at Harry like what in there. And then he's like, he gives him a look like, get out of here. (laughs) Stop seeing me. <laughs> and uh he goes over and talks to Cho and she of course she's looking up at this they have like a, a sort of a, a post-it board with, yeah. with like you know like pictures and stuff and they have there's a picture of Cedric up there oh. and she's looking at oh, the God. picture of Cedric and she's telling Harry how he, how she misses him and whatnot and uh how things have been rough for her lately and they just kind of, and they, they they just kind of get closer and closer and closer. And next thing you know, they're like kissing, and they're like, they're going at it. <laughs> Whoa! It's like the then camera course, circling them and everything. And exactly, it's all dramatic and and, <laughs> God. and 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 very. I mean, that's why I said the the shippers on the side are going to swoon when they see that. You know, <laughs> they start floating or anything off the ground. No, that, that would have been that would have been, I think, a little bit too much. John, like a but... breeze that circles them and. <laughs> Blows her hair up and everything. And... <laughs> oh. No, that doesn't happen. Uh, Gosh. <laughs> the next, the next scene we see is is Harry sitting sitting near the fireplace at in, in the common room, and uh, he's talking to to and of course 
Ron and Hermione are sitting there grilling him about what just happened, you know? Yeah. And as he's, as he's retelling the tale, he has this great line, which I'm not going to say because I definitely won't spoil that for anybody. Okay. Awesome. But he has this great line. It's really funny right there. And, uh... Are there any, sh- any of shared course, looks? What's with, that? Are there, are there any looks shared with Ron and Hermione during the story? Any? Uh... Well, they kind of they kind of look look at each other like when he when he says it, and yeah. of course Ron is all you know happy and, and and incredibly enthused about the situation, and Hermione of course goes into her logic and says no, she's really confused and blah blah blah, and yeah. she doesn't really like you or whatever, and it, it, it's it's really really you know. She's just she's trying to downplay the whole thing, and and Ron is like, oh, woohoo, you know? Yeah. Well, Hermione's trying to help out Ginny. Yeah, I guess that's 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 what I always figured. She's she's Ginny's wingman, huh? Yeah, totally. Well, for, yeah, for, no, for, from what I'm in here, it doesn't sound like anybody's looking out for Ginny. Is does Ginny have any presence in this movie at all, or is it in just this cut of the lady? Movie, she's went missing. In this cut of the movie, what what I saw, it it seems like you know Ginny's just there. She's not really, she's not an active participant, other than the fact that you know they show her, you know her, they show off her power really well. Because yeah. in those scenes where the DA is practicing, you see her; she's like really outperforming a lot of people oh, there. Cool. That's good. And That's good. and she casts this one spell. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't remember the word, but Nothing she casts this one spell, and it, it just. Whatever they had, like attacking them, some sort of magical, you know, attack dummy or whatever, she completely reduces this thing to like zero wait, to nothing, wait, wait, to like dust. Wait, back up! They had an attack <laughs> and, dummy. Uh, they had like a dummy they were practicing on. No. Yeah, they they had like this, you those. know, for lack of a better word, like this magical attack robot, you know, <laughs> made out of like wood or whatever. Yeah, they look and like it's, Death Eaters, don't they? I, I think so. It, it did kind of look like a Death Eater, no. and. Um, they're just practicing trying oh, to like that's... hit it with, I think they were trying to hit it with stunning spells. And then it seemed like, like Ginny's like, well, screw this. Yeah. And she just goes, boom. And this thing like reduced to nothing, you know, it was just dust. Everybody just kind of looked at her gawking like, God, did you have to do that? Jeez. It was a, she bombarded the thing. I, I don't know if it bombarded. <laughs> we love that spell. I don't know that it was bombarding, but she definitely like, crushed this thing and it was kind of funny oh, i love robots in the da That's they so do funny. do a lot of expelliarmus there and of course there's a scene where they produce all their patronuses That's oh that cool. yeah so that caused a bit of a little bit of Ginny's patronus was it was it a phoenix is this did you see that you know i tell people it looked like a phoenix to me it could have been some other bird of prey but i don't understand in the magical world what what a hawk would be doing there or, or an eagle yeah. mm-hmm. so to me, it was a phoenix. Uh, do they do they fly around? Do they f- do all of them float, or well, are they all kind of like ruled by gravity? Also, no, they're not ruled by gravity at all. Because some of them are running around the room itself. Like Ron's is like a little dog, right? As I understand, his is is a Jack Russell Terrier, but I yeah. didn't. I don't remember seeing a, a you know a little dog running around. Okay, now I hate to ask about him, but I just I love this. And I've been said about it before, but Grop, and he was not done, but he's in the movie, right? He, there are scenes in his- He is not, well, the, the, the version that I saw, he was not done animatically. Um, you just see, like, kind of a rough, rough 
block sort of outline of him. Did you see Tony? Um, pardon me? You see the actor? Did, did, did Tony stand in for him? <laughs> Tony, Tony Mazza? No. <laughs> oh. Did you hear his voice? Um, you, hear, you do hear his, his, his voice. We're pretty good? It, it's pretty good. It's, it's very gigantic. Did you yeah. say Ermi um, loves Ermi? Crap loves Ermi. Does he do that little thing? <laughs> he, does, he does say Hermie. Does he? Oh, God. And uh, he, he picks her up, and then she, you know, she, like, tells him to put put him down. And, Wait, and then he picks her she's up? Looking, and then, like, of course... Like King Kong picks up Fay Ray or something? You're kidding. He picks up Hermione? Yeah, I was just thinking it's King Kong. Well, <laughs> not like Fay Ray, but he does kind of, kind of... He does kind of grasp his arm around or his hand around oh, her, no. and uh, he picks her up. And then, of course, she tells him to put him down. And when he complies, mm-hmm. they they look. Harry and Ron look at her pretty incredulously, and then she says, "You have to be firm." <laughs> well, all right. So, on a more serious uh-huh. note, the end of the film obviously is very, very important. And so, how was he in this film? Was yeah, he a little less, yelling at you know? angry or whatever he he of course wasn't as angry as he was in goblet of fire yeah he's a lot more subdued he, he's a lot more for lack of a better word human oh good in the film he's all chill and yeah he's very he's very chill as john <laughs> said um you shouldn't have come here tonight tom i'm gonna totally pony ooh, tonight. you know what that was that was one of the better lines he delivered too oh good. thank god thank god yay just, just the way he said Tom, and the way that Voldemort reacted to that. Oh, <laughs> good. Brilliant. Oh, I'm happy. That's now. good to hear that he calls him Tom. See, that's important. That's so important. Oh, good. Everybody was all worried that he was going to be all, you know, angry, crazy, jumping around Dumbledore during this battle. I and mean, we don't want. We want him to be as chill and as totally. Oh no! In control. It, it is of this exactly situation. the way you're describing. He's he's very very calm throughout the entire battle. Awesome. Oh, and it so seems perfect. to be. Seems to be more a battle of wits yeah. rather than like, you know, I'm going to get you by this. You know, I'm going to I'm going to hurt you by that. You know, it's more like Voldemort would attack. And of course, Dumbledore would re- would repeal the attack, but using something very, very stylish, you know, to say the least. Yeah. Wow. Oh, gosh. That's so, I mean, oh, it's so perfect. We, we did not the want fountain, like a lot of people ask me if, you know, if if the, the statues were there in the fountain. The fountain was there, but there weren't any statues around. That's interesting. Well, because well, they're probably CG, though. I mean, they're probably. I mean, uh, the the wizard for that, sure was that's, CG. That's true, Sue. They could be they could be CG, and they could be added later. The, I know the wizard was was one hundred percent CG. He wasn't even yeah. built, to my recollection. Well, that, see, that would make but sense, though. They'll 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 be in there. I, I mean, they, they got to be running around doing stuff during this battle. So did oh yeah. Did you, did like, you feel there? There weren't any shots of anybody struggling against air, because that would have been a good indication of, you know, Harry being <laughs> pinned by this invisible statue. No, I, I think you said it's like Velcro the to C- the wall. On 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 Ray finds the CG wasn't complete oh. yet, and so he still had like those those little dot markers yes. on his face. Yeah. He had, he had a nose. <laughs> he had a nose. Correct. Oh, Voldy nose! You guys were yes. lucky. You got to see Voldy nose. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You know what? You know what? One of the coolest things is when in the begin towards the beginning of the movie when Harry's getting on the train to Hogwarts, he he has a vision of Voldemort, 
and he yeah. sees him on the platform, mm-hmm. and Voldemort is wearing like the the coolest suit ever. You know, uh-uh. I mean, he's he, he's really, really GQ and and really really in a jet black suit. You know, oh, that's and weird. it's of course with his with his stark white makeup. It looks it looks awesome. Wow. What's he doing in a suit? He's Voldemort. He I don't, I don't know what he's doing in a suit, but he was just standing there. Like and Harry's clothes? like, ugh, you know? Whoa. Oh, that's funny. Does he have like to flash a big smile? No, like, he, he's kind of like, just, he's kind of he's grimacing, but he's just standing there. It's almost like, a, I'm telling you, it looks like a like the kind of thing that it would make it into a fashion magazine. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. Is he because he's like, like standing on the platform. <laughs> And of course, there's steam from the train or whatever, and, and there he is in this jet black suit. Ah, that's so funny. You know, that's interesting because uh, we had, they should have given him like a hat. Yeah, oh, that's cool like because a- we had heard like a, an early report that there was somebody that one day when they were filming those scenes underneath, like uh, they had him like hooded, you know, under a blanket and stuff, and so that's what that was. Whoa, that's really cool. Although I don't know why. That's so funny. Wow, GQ Voldy. Wow, that's something. That's going to make it to like a thousand avatars. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> oh, but okay. But, you know, speaking of fines, though, I mean, that whole was the possession of Harry and Voldemort. Was that scene done well when at the end there during the, the fight? The possession, the possession scene was done really well because it, it's not like it's not like you see like Voldemort's face inside Harry's. It's more like it, it, Daniel made it look like he's he, like he's he's he knows he's in him, but he's struggling, and he and and you see him struggling not to be possessed, but by the same token, he's like speaking the words that Voldemort is speaking, you know, yeah. and his eyes are like a different color. They're oh, kind of like, like they're, black. Yeah, they're like they're like they're like zoned out, and he, he he's like there's like red inside the you know and, and the eyeballs, the veins there, as it were. Oh, awesome! They like. They show up and and he's like he's like he's like he's he's you know he's he's kind of growling his line there but it, it comes off don't get me wrong it's not cheesy it comes off really well yeah I I swear I mean Dan the, the Dan Radcliffe we saw a week or so ago in Equus is a whole other actor than you know he was her friend from from Azkaban and I think you were saying just how much he has improved overall. I agree. Film. And, and, and the acting is the one thing in this movie that's going to set it apart from all the rest. The guy, all the, all the characters, they're all just so comfortable now with like the process, I think, that they, they have this, their sense of ease on the screen that it comes off. It, it allows the story to be told so much better in that regard. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, and two, it could be a different director. I mean, Yates is known for, for having a little more intimate approach to, to working with actors, too. I mean, Dan has raved, done nothing but rave about Mr. Yates in, in the interviews, so maybe that helped, too. I'm excited by it. but That probably does. The the ending scene though there's there's a scene that's that's very very sad for a lot of people was that very emotional in in, in one of the rooms in the ministry was that very sad very emotional moment for the audience for you guys watching that scene oh oh yes most definitely um, that particular scene of course it 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 takes a lot out of you as an audience member because the director cuts off all the sound. Really, and all you see is like the visual, and and mm. and it's kind of a little bit in slow motion, and it makes the scene just that much more powerful. And you can tell that 
Daniel was giving it, he was putting it all on the line in that scene. I mean, it was, he was just vulnerable and it was, it's an incredible scene and definitely one of the payoffs of the movie. Oh gosh. Well, there's one, one more scene. I think we got, we went up through the whole freaking movie mm-hmm. almost, but my, the, my biggest concern that I've had since Azkaban when Gammon came on was the portrayal of Dumbledore and the relationship he has with Harry. And um, the, uh, one of the first moments that is really necessary to see that relationship is in the end of Order of the Phoenix, when Dumbledore, you know, sits him down to tell him about everything. And, and the, you know, he ends that chapter with, a, like, a tear in his eye. And you're supposed to see this big relationship that's almost like a grandfather grandson kind of relationship and it's a relationship that's done beautifully in the books and miserably on film and do we do we feel the, a, a relationship with them that is more intense than we've seen previously in that scene yes you, you see a relationship that's more than teacher student john but you it doesn't unfortunately as you were saying you know does it do justice to what's in the books i disagree um, it doesn't really do justice to what's in the books because in the books it's it's made very clear what what that sort of relationship is and in the movie you just kind of get this hint that maybe that that there's they're closer than 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 you know teacher student as it were yeah. you know and you don't you don't you don't get that sense because the whole movie you know Dumbledore's avoiding Harry yeah like the whole movie and of course finally when Harry snaps in his office. He tells him why he's been avoiding him. Sure. And he goes into it, and you would think it would be a real tender moment where they're by themselves, but the fact of the matter yeah. is there's other, cast member, there's other cast members in the shot. Ugh. And so it's not like he's just telling Harry, he's telling everyone. Well, Carlos, you've, you've given us these extraordinary details, and I, we just appreciate that so much. But one thing I just wanted to know, I mean... In your term, just overall blanket. I mean, how did you feel about this movie? I mean, were you as positive as you were on, say, like Prisoner of Azkaban? Or, I mean, how did you just think overall that this film was for you? I mean, was this a good, good experience for you to watch this? Or I would rank it right now in its present form. I would I would rank it higher than obviously higher than Goblet of Fire. Um, obviously, uh, my Is favorite. That much better? Yeah, my favorite movie was was uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. But that's that's me, you know, and I would rank it right up there with it. I mean, to me, this is Good. this is a, a slightly better movie because it, it moved forward and there wasn't any. Uh, there were a couple scenes with Grop that I said, well, maybe they could cut that and make it a little shorter. Yeah, because it, yeah. It, it, it did seem like it was it did seem like it was dragging a little bit. But I, I had a very, very positive experience with this movie, you know, yeah. and it's not just the newness and, and, and the fact it's, you know, something I had never seen. I mean, it was, it was just a better movie. Well, excellent. Thank you so much again for coming on with us, and uh, let's push on through and wrap this show up and get out of here. Okay. Thank you, guys. That was, that was uh, he's awesome. He's a pretty cool guy. That's so, he's so lucky oh. to get to do all that. I, I tell you, I'm very jealous. Oh, I am too. I just would have been out of my mind, you know? I mean, just... Oh, well, it's not going to be long now. No. Will not true. be long now at all. Actually, this episode, you should be listening to it sometime around the um, 13th. So that would make it 
only um how many months then till july 13th april four? may june july four months from mm-hmm. about right now right you could be in the theater watching hp5 the film oh my god well let's bring up the drums here and let's okay. listen to a few more announcements mm-hmm. announcements 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 what a wonderful day at the end of the day <laughs> announcements Vince. podcast will be broadcasting live from the phoenix rising fan convention in new orleans this may everybody who has not signed up and registered for phoenix rising should get their little buns over their website and do that now so you can come see us do the podcast and a couple other um presentations about podcasting and fan journalism and uh all the other awesome stuff mm-hmm. what is uh, that website for phoenix rising um phoenixrises.org phoenixrises.org get over there and do that and it'll be an awesomely cool time mm-hmm. and um if you'd like to vote for us and our cute little show here, yes. which I don't think many people have been doing in a while because we just haven't really emphasized the importance no. of that. And it is and it isn't. It is important. I mean, it's not the end of the world, I have to say, but it will bring new people to the show, and it, which brings uh, new feedback and new, um, you know new fans to talk to about the show and all kinds of fun stuff and the more people that listen obviously makes for a better experience for all so mm-hmm. when you vote on those places more people see um, the name podcast and it's all it's all good stuff and I think you can do it at uh, dig.com too you can dig the podcast right. and this makes for lots of happy pandas and you should probably yes. do that if you care about pandas yeah. hi I'm I'm a happy panda and you know why? Very happy to hear that, Sue. Why are you happy? Well, I was really, really sad because I didn't get to, get to go see you guys in London. Oh, this is true. I got to see Melissa, though, recently because I got to go see her at the Harry and the Potters concert. Just oh, yeah. Detroit. And it was awesome. Harry and the Potters. Was... Paul and the gang. It was. And, and a lot of people came up to us and they said they listened to us on the show. And I'm um, say shout out to all of you. That was nice. That was they very, were very cool. nice. It was. It was really cool, and I had the music was great. They are so good live. It was just was it was it just was it just them or was it like other bands? You know, like well, Money um, and the Grangers. The and guy from uh, Brian from the uh, Drake on the Mouth Voice was playing drums with them, and it, oh, he cool. was so good. I mean, he never missed a beat. I mean, he was just the music. I mean, you know, Paul is so good, and Joe he's playing saxophone. It was just wonderful. That's wonderful. awesome. It was really, really good. I just, I, I just think they're fantastic. That's so cool. Well, I'm actually, I'm also excited to report that uh, podcast good friends, uh, Mr. Alex of the Remus Lupins. Oh yes. Has led the charge for a new Wizard Rock band. Oh, is that right? Shall excite many of you, uh, Big J fans, as it, I believe it is called uh, John and the Noes. No. And I think they actually have their own MySpace page now. You guys should all uh, look for it. Really? With its very How first cool. song up there. And uh, pretty darn cool, I gotta say. Awesome. So you get Alex singing on yours? That is way cool. I do. I, that's pretty that's pretty sweet actually. I told them that it probably would have been more fulfilling to create a Tony and the Mosley's band, but <laughs> he said that he'd have to get he'd have to get to that next. Yeah. Because he'd already had a couple songs in mind for the, the Noe band, but Well, so your backup group are the Dollishes, is that it? Yes, the, the, the Dollish the, girls. 
the the dollishes that uh, dollish yeah, darlings are actually like these uh, these triplets uh-huh. um, who look a little bit like dollish actually uh-huh. their their voices blend so well together they uh-huh. are uh, going to be singing back up and it's it's a very lucky find to find three triplets actually named dollish that can sing. So. Who would who'd have thunk? The odds on that must have just been astronomical. <laughs> astronomical indeed. <laughs> you would you'd never believe it if I didn't just tell you it was the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, speaking <laughs> of nonsense, let's uh, uh-huh. let's get to these little MySpace messages from all of our friendly Woo-hoo. MySpace fans that uh, mm-hmm. write us things. Yes, they do. You yes. want to start them off, Susie? Sure. We have we got some great messages from the elephant on the bus. I don't even. Elaine B versus Snape, Claire, Jesse, Eerie Luna, Lily Peeves, the Poltergeist, film student wannabe, Kayla with a C, Kira Victoria, Soph, Josh, aka always a sidekick, John. Uh, Jay Possum Cass, pronounced like gas with a K in the front. Is that really their people's names? Or are they just I, giving know, us help of pronunciation? Maybe. We don't know. How else would you say Cass? I would say Cass. I would do that. I don't even know what she's thinking. Whatever. Robbins, Tom Riddle, Sherry Two, aka Silver Blue Bonnet, Joey Myrtle, Nicola Non Non Such. That's why I need a pronunciation help on that. Cass. Yeah. Whatever. Nick R. (laughs) Deb, Zachary B, Billy the Kid, Potter Boy, Sammy, MZ, Tammy, Alex, Riley Bear, Melanie, Tiffany, Caroline, Jacob, and Serious Discussion. Woohoo! That rocks. Awesome, very friendly podcast listener, MySpace groupie people. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And I can't believe that this is the end of the second one without Melissa. I know, it's sad. You know, and all the MySpace people, too, have left me a lot of really nice birthday messages, too, so thank you for that, too. This is true. Some yes. little Susie girl is having a birthday. Yes, I'm, I'm turning 21. Yes, Suze, <laughs> finally. Yes, finally, I'm growing up. You can, you're actually allowed to work in the Leaky Cauldron Pub now. I know. It's, I'm finally legal to go pour Very some cool. fire whiskey. Awesome. <laughs> Not that I wouldn't know anything about that, no. Aw. Uh, no. I'm excited, though, so, you know. Very, very excited. Everybody yes. will have to be sure to leave Sue loads of birthday messages. Lots of squeeze. Lots Whee! of squeeze. Well, I think that for as far as um, Pottercast 80s without Melissa go, it's probably one of our best. You know it is. We've ever done. Right. I think so, John. And just because she's not around to yell at us to just go, we're wasting time, we should probably... <laughs> just go! You're wasting time! Let's on anyway. Let's mosey on the heck out of here. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, if you want to talk about um, the Carlos interview or anything else from this week's Pottercast, head to Pottercast.com, <laughs> head to the Leaky Lounge Pottercast area, and... Um, I'm sure Mr. Carlos will be in there to answer any of your additional questions about what he right. had experienced in the Chicago screenings. That was fabulous. It was great. Thanks for him for being here. That was yes. awesome. Well, so, thanks for listening, guys. Let's push on out. We'll see you next week for Pottercast 81. I'm Big J. This is Sue sort of over there. Yep. Bye. Bye, everyone. Later, later, later. Bye. Toby is free. Oh, and about time to... We've missed it. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. (laughs) 
Okay. You're all winked out. We got that settled. Spoiler cast. It's brought to you by John and Sue. Okay.